Thank you for joining again, you children of God, tonight with an hour with the Lord, an hour of talking with the Lord. And uh, I know we're going to enjoy his presence again with us uh, tonight. Let me pray and acknowledge also the presence of uh, the Holy Spirit in his house. Father, we pray and we give you glory tonight again you have invited us again to have a supper with you and to eat from the hidden manna, the word that will give us uh, rules, principles, and give us abundant life because we live by your word and your word alone. Even though we can have bread, but it's your word that makes us alive. This is why we come again to get again the word, to hear your voice. Thank you for inviting us and thank you for having you, your children together with me so that you can talk to all of us. I bless your name and they bless everyone and bless the media and bless the mic and sanctify everything by the blood of the lamb. And let the Holy Spirit be in control of all, of our mind, of our spirit, and everything that we do. Let all the voices of Satan and the voices of torment and trouble get out of our lives and out of our homes, out of our families, even out of our friends and our country. We would like the sound of the voice of the Lord, the word of peace, the word of love, the word of life to be sounding really in this place. And we believe the Lord is with us. Speak to us tonight as we pray in Jesus' name, our Lord. Amen. I don't know how you're doing, wherever you are, but uh, for us in Johannesburg here, yeah, we're doing very well. And uh, we have been just uh, into uh, a certain uh, uh, unusual things that's happened to us, uh, uh, um, especially as close to uh, uh, the things that happened here in Jobek. We had an earthquake, and uh, some of the people had that. Uh, I, I couldn't even feel it. I think I was sleeping too much. I couldn't even get it right. But I don't know. I couldn't also feel it. Uh, but uh, we very happy for some people that we're really feeling it. That's the news uh, is some of the things that can happen in the world, but uh, uh, it's, a, it's a something very great. So then uh, let's start the message. And uh, to here, as you can see, uh, I was sharing my, 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 my screen here. And then you can, uh, you can, you can, uh, you can, uh, you can see uh, what's happening and uh, I'm going to talk about uh, something that is happening in the kingdom of God today, talking with God. I'm so excited as you got it. I was uh, just talking with the Holy Spirit and then uh, 
that word came strongly to me and said, talking with God. And all of a sudden, I understood what the Lord was uh, speaking because I've been uh, talking with the Lord uh, um, all my life since he called me. But just before we can come to the talking of the Lord, remember last uh, Sunday we spoke about the Lord is in the house. How he comes uh, and knocks to your door and he would like to supper with you and you would like to talk to give you the word of life. The Lord is in the house. The Lord didn't, when I say the Lord is in the house, I basically mean the universe. I basically mean you. I basically mean myself. The Lord didn't just create the earth and just left it like that. Some of the people might think like this earth has been just abandoned. God just uh, got mad of the earth and uh, of Abra Adam and everything that he did and he just left everything to run until it to stop somewhere. No, that is not the view of the Bible. That is not the view of our faith. That is not the view of the realities. He's still looking after the universe more than what can anybody do on this earth. God takes care every second of everything that's happened in this world. He is in control. That's why I put the word, the Lord is in the house. He is here and he is working and he's doing everything. And he's in control of every second and everything that's happened on this earth. And in that way, he's in control of you. He lives inside of you. And he knows more than what you know about yourself. And he knows you more than what you know yourself. That's very great. That's why he can't leave you all alone. He's there and he's knocking at the door and telling you, come with me in my garden. Let me show you my universe. Let me lead you in the universe you've never been. And in the fact that we all came here on this earth, we found him here. He knows very well his own town. And he's the one that can tell us how we started and how we finish. Trusting him and leaving him in this house is a great blessing to us. Do not live in this world here thinking like uh, you're living in an uh, abandoned universe into something that is happening by itself, uh, the Big Bang or whatever. These things don't exist in that way that we talk. God is in the house. He takes care of everything and is talking to us. That was just in the best of uh, us knowing that the Lord uh, is talking to us. He can't just be in the house and keep quiet. He comes there and he shares. Then he can't just be talking and talking, things that don't make sense. He comes. God knows all the languages that we do speak on this earth. He knows the mind. He comes, he talks in a way that you can understand. But today I'm pursuing the same uh, message of uh, the Lord is in the house, he is talking. If the Lord is in the house, the Lord is talking. If the Lord is talking, really, we need to listen to him. We need to listen to what he says. We need to follow him. Because uh, you can't worship a God who is like an idol. Our God is not an idol. Our God is not a statue. Our, not, our God is not a stone. He is not a tree. Our God is uh, a living God. Being a living God, he speaks very well, more than what we can speak. Then we have the privilege then to listen to him and to follow him very well. 
That is very, very important. If you worship God that can speak, God that can see, God that can walk, God that can do things, then you should be part of those realities. And to know that you know God very well is to be part of his nature, to be part of who he is. To be part of who he is is to be part of his voice, to be part of his action, to be part of his places. When we say he is there, he's talking, he's omnipresent, he's omniscient, and he's uh, uh, omnipotent. So he's uh, everywhere, he knows everything, and he's all powerful. So if he's doing something, be doing something with him. If he's speaking, be listening to what he's speaking. If he sees something, then let your TV open up to see. Then you will know for sure, I am saving the true God. But if you're saving him, the one who can see, but you don't see. You're saving the one who can speak, but you don't hear him. And you speak, you, 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 uh, you worship the one that uh, can walk and can do things, but you can't walk with him. You can't uh, really uh, uh, see what he does. Then something is wrong. As sometimes when I walk, I talk with him like a friend. He speaks with me in different ways. I see what he does. And I'm inviting you to this, to this table of where you worship the God that can talk, God that can see, God that can do things. That's the God we worship. That's the God that the Bible is telling us. There's no uh, abuse in this relationship, in this walk. There's no lies. There's no hidden agenda here because everything is uh, on the open. Our God puts everything on light. So you'll never be misled by following Jesus Christ because that is the place where light rules. Light rules, no darkness, no hidden agendas, light rules. If you don't want to be manipulated, if you don't want to be abused, this is the place to be. Where God is, there's light. Let's go on. Today we're talking about talking with God. I really bless a student. I've got a student that uh, have already a course uh, knowing the voice of God. And that is a very great. I've got a student uh, uh, impressing me uh, in our church here um, of uh, um, uh, is a flock. Almost all of them, they are now giving me good marks. Really, they, they put themselves, they're enjoying the course. The next course that is coming to them, some of them they've already received it, is uh, um, what is the course? Uh, uh, Excellency um, uh, with God. That is uh, how to be excellent into everything that you do. This is uh, the course that is coming, is something that can help you a lot. How to be excellent in your work with the Lord. But today and uh, tonight, I am uh, uh, focusing on this talking with God. I think uh, perhaps the most uh, important uh, uh, way, maybe, to define uh, the way of talking with God, maybe, is to define Jesus' relationship with uh, his people. How, how Jesus relates to different people in the world. That can be something that can help us to understand how God talks. God talks in a relationship. That's how he talks. If we, if we would like really to hear him more, 
We would like to, we we must go back to the relationship that we have with him. God is God of relationship. He's a family man. He lives in the family. He's God the Father, he's God the Son, he's God the Holy Spirit. And he have angels, he have also children. And he's a family man. If you would like to understand more of God, you love to build your family and, then, and understand very well how God works in a family. And if you'd like to have a good family, you have to take the motto of God's family. And if you understand God's family, the way it works, you can build your family very well and you can prepare your life. God is a family man, he's a, a father in the house. And to understand how he talks and how he can come into your life, you have to focus more on the relationship he has with you. That's why it says, the relationship that you have with Jesus or you have with God and the Holy Spirit, that can make you to understand the way he talks and to hear his voice in different ways. Maybe the second point that can make us understand again, the way God talks is uh, to understand the rules, the principles and life that he can bring so long with that relationship. In the relationship, there's not just love, but there is also rules, and rules entertains love. And love brings life. That's how it is. So rules, there's love. Rules entertains love. If uh, there's no rule in love, then there's a disorder in love, and that love cannot sustain. So rules entertain loves, and loves gives life. The more you love under the rules, and you follow the rules, and you have a love in the rules, the more life start coming and going on and on. That's what you should know. Many people know that, oh, all right, I love God, and that's all, he loves me. But they don't care about, yes, do you love him? If you love him, there are rules, there are principles that will be given to you. And those principles, you need to follow them. Those principles, if you follow them, they makes you to understand, they makes even you to know that I love the one who loves me and the one who loves me, loves me. How do we know that we love each other? We love each other by the rules that we respect to entertain the love. Then that's how life is being uh, uh, birthed inside of us and we're getting it. So I'm going to go through these uh, uh, things and um, combine Jesus' relationship and the rules, uh, put them together for us to understand how he talks to us. I will start with the book of John, as you can see there in my screen as I'm sharing them with you. This is a, a very important uh, 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 journey that we're going to go uh, with you in this uh, to understand how God talks. The first thing I can, uh, I can put here is, uh, let me write it here next year uh, to John, the first chapter that you've got there, John chapter 12, verse 26. So we start with that. Uh, here, the first thing that we can put here is a seventh. And uh, uh, let me put to the next uh, uh, verse here, John chapter 15, verse 15, is a friend. And uh, let me put here, uh, the next one is uh, brothers and sisters. Okay, I think you get it right. So 
if you would like to know the relationship in terms of how God talks to us or talks to his people, you should look at uh, uh, it uh, into three categories. The first category is a servant, friends, brothers and sisters. So what's happening? Jesus has or God has different uh, relationship toward uh, his kingdom or his flock on his uh, walk with them. The first relationship, he calls it a relationship of Jesus with his servant. And the second relationship is the relationship that deals with Jesus' friends, Jesus' friends. And the third relationship is a relationship that deals with Jesus' brothers and sisters. You will have to, you will come to know about that. There are these people that are in the kingdom of God, they are God's servants. They are God's servants. And others, they are God's friends. And the third, the, the, the last one, they are Jesus' brothers and sisters. So if you understand this relationship, then you can understand how God talks. And if you understand that, you shall understand also yourself if you are just a Jesus' servant, or you are Jesus' friend, or you are Jesus' brother or sister. By knowing that, you shall regulate your life in a nice way to know, oh, where am I? And how God can talk to me? And in this way, talks to me what's happening. That can make your life more than conqueror and can make you to eat nicely the manner of life. Let's maybe go to the Bible quickly and start reading first the first relationship that Jesus is talking about. John, we go to the book. Of, uh, let me just uh, uh, go to the old Bible and uh, I will read uh, the chapter of John, uh, chapter tw 12 and verse 26. Here we go. So Jesus said this, that if any man, let me just color it nicely, okay, and said, if any man save me, let him follow me. And where I am, uh, I just minimize my uh, screen, and where I am also, there shall also my servant be. If any man save me, him will my father honor. Okay. There we go. What is the relationship here? Jesus is calling, is talking. You can also, for your, for your note, write another book, Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. Matthew 10, 24. Jesus is referring at this moment to his disciple as being just his servant. And then he defined the relationship that he has with them. And he says, if you are a servant, you follow. A servant follows. And wherever I am, which means whatever I want you to do, you do it. So you follow me and you do. And then he says, my father honors. That word, my father honor, which means my father pays you. My father pays you. So if you are a servant, all that you can do for me is to follow. And when you follow, then you work for me. You serve me. 
wherever I am, you do exactly the same thing. That's uh, the same thing. That's the principles. You follow and you do things according to what I give you to do. And then that's all from me and you. And then you are paid by my father. My father pays you. So this first relationship is of a type. Uh, let me go there uh, to our notes. Uh, this uh, first relationship is of a type. Whoever who is a servant of God, I don't mean uh, uh, prophet or evangelist of pastors. I mean everyone, every child of God. This is a general way of seeing. Every child of God can be a servant of God in this way. We're not talking about gifts and ministries here. It's just uh, everyone can be there. Let me just, before I can go on, just to summarize one thing here, you must see that these are all people, all relationship, seven friends, brothers and sisters. These all people can talk with God. That's one thing that you must be sure of. God talks with everyone. As God can talk with animals, God can take, talk with trees. He talks with all his universe. He talks with them. He talks to the galaxies. He talks to the stars. He talks to angels, to everyone. So he can talk to everyone. But the focus here is how does he talk to everyone? He doesn't talk in the same way. He talks differently. That's why we put now this uh, uh, all relationship so that you can understand. Let's go back to the seventh. So God, Jesus said, if you are just a seventh to me, you follow. What is in the seventh? Seventh then, relationship is a, that's a submission. It's a submission. And then after submission is a salary. And then he follows. That's the relationship between Jesus and the servant. Whoever comes to him, he submits to Jesus. He follows him and he goes wherever Jesus wants to go. Uh, he wants him to go. He does whatever Jesus wants him to do for him. And then at the end of all, he gets the salary. And uh, what is happening there? Jesus has more authority. He, he talks like you can all understand how servants and bosses are working together. It's a, a relationship of work. It's a, a relationship of work. And you obey just the rules. And you do things. You need to be qualified for that. You need to be qualified for that. Really, you follow the rules. You are qualified. And then you do your job properly the way you must do it. Then in that way, you get your salary. That's all. You have no other relationship than that. That's all. No life involved. No life involved between the boss, the company, or whatever, with uh, the seven. It's just rules. You follow that. You follow the principles. So the boss owes you, and you owe the boss. He owes you payment and treatment of all these things. You owe him also submission and delivering your work the way you should do. How do we relate these people in the kingdom of God? Very interesting. These are the first type of people who come to know the Lord. They may be in the Lord for years and years. They may be in the Lord, in the church, in the things. They may be even prophesying. They may even be pastors and things, but they are in the relationship of servant. What's happening to them? I think the most uh, maybe uh, a way that I can explain this way of understanding people that are stuck in, in that uh, is uh, the type of uh, disbeliever that you see them, they are in the work of the Lord, they are in the kingdom of God, 
but they are in the relationship of a salary. They go like this. I prayed, God must answer. I gave to the Lord, he must bless me. So if I do one, God does the other one. If uh, he doesn't do it, then he's not God. That's what you know about uh, if a worker works, he expected to be paid. He doesn't pay, he go toy toying everywhere and he go looting and going and uh, manifesting. He need is uh, right, he need that thing. So God is also there to just give them what they do. Yeah, I put my faith in God and God must do this. I did that, God must do that. And they go in that relationship, he have to do this. I take him by his word. You hear them that we must take God by his word. God said we must take by, and they said sometimes God is above, God put himself above his word. So when he has spoken the word, the word becomes above him. That's how they talk. God becomes our, but that is not the way. It is the same way of the workers. The workers, they work by constitution and labor law. And the owner or the boss is bound by the labor law. And the, uh, whatever they, they sign for the contract, they live by contract, whatever they sign for, even the, the company or the boss is bound by that. And this is the way they put God in that box. They said he did. That's why they can come to you to pray for them or you can preach them or you can say they, they want proof. They want a miracle to happen. If anything doesn't happen, your God is not God. If things don't come, God is not doing things. So their faith goes back. They become weaker. They leave the kingdom of God. They are worried. Then they may change church from church. They may go in different places. Thus, they can change job. They can change faith. They can go to this religion. They can go to other religion. They can leave Christ. They can go and, and, and try maybe Buddha. They can leave Buddha. They can go and try maybe uh, um, uh, whatever. I don't want just to say in the media, whatever gods are. But uh, they can try different things and they don't just have God around them. They've got also other things. They trust in the way of living. They trust in the job, in the business. They don't have only God as solutions. They've got so many things they can try because a worker, that's how he lives. If this work cannot um, uh, uh, satisfy him, it's all about him being satisfied. It's not just about delivering the job. And God also in that way, when he sees those people like that, he, he uses everyone. Uh, let me tell you, in this category, even Satan can be also a servant of God uh, for, for the evil he's doing, and God can make him to just sweep away all the evil and be with that. And that's how God used him in the time of uh, many uh, situations that happen, even demons can be also used, anybody can be used because it's just a, a, a relationship of a servant. Uh, they are there, servant, uh, I, I need my thing and you need my thing. Then Jesus said, if you are in the relationship of a servant, well, you follow me, I pay you, my father will pay you. You follow me and you do what I want you to do and uh, my father pays you. This is what we were there with the Bible and says, if any man saves me, let him follow me. Then, of course, if you are uh, employed to a company, you should be at the company place to work. That's why I follow. And then you follow the instruction. Then when you finish, the father pays you for that. That's how many Christian people lives, are fasted, 
I need to do this, I need to do that. So the way the Lord is talking to those people, he talks in principles of authority, ordering them, they have to do this for them to get this, they have to make, and you see those Christians, they are like a, a, a people who lives under law, they live under law, they'll have to be pushed, they'll have to be pushed to go, they, 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 as long as they get satisfied for what they are, you see them strong in the church. You see them strong in the prayer. They are happy. They are great. As long as everything is going well, God is doing everything well, you see them energized and be strong. They come in there, but they have no love in God. They don't follow the principle really of, they don't respect God. They only fear him. And But if something doesn't happen, on, according to their own ways, they run away. They are weak. They're going and looking for different places and different. They are like that, shaken in that way of living. That's the first relationship. Let's go to the second one, and you will see that. Let's go to uh, the book of John, chapter uh, 15. We are just in John today. John, chapter 15. Uh, let's uh, just uh, put it. Uh, Minimize it, yeah, okay. Minimize or oh, maximize it. Uh, John 15, verse 15. Henceforth, I call you not seven. Now, listen to that. The relationship is now growing to these uh, children of God. And he says this, henceforth, which means now from now on, I call you not seven. For the seventh knoweth not what his Lord doth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Wow, listen to that. Then Jesus goes to the second relationship. And in this second relationship, he says, when you follow me, as you grow with me, you jump from, from servant to friends. If you now move from just being a servant, you are now a friend to me. Now, you no more going to be called a servant, but you be called friends. The difference between the servant and the friend is just that the servant follows the rules, but he have nothing to do in the business. I can't share with him ideas of a business. I can't share with him the share of the business. He can't have the share of the business and he can't have the ideas. We, which means Jesus and the Father, we've got uh, ideas. That's what he says for all things that I have heard, which means things that we speak with the Father. I cannot talk that to a servant. I cannot tell the servant. The servant wakes up to come and see the schedule of his job. He knows day by day what he must do. And he must receive the order of what he must do. But the growth of the business, the ideas of the business, I share them with friends. I share them with friends. Hallelujah. I don't know where you are, how you're feeling it for the moment here. Yeah? Will you want to stay in the level of the servant? I don't know. The Holy Spirit will touch you tonight for you to move quickly. God wants, Jesus wants friends. He comes to us 
He makes us first to follow him. He likes also that uh, relationship of servants. We would like to show us a little bit of miracles here, little of blessing here for us to be attracted and we work like we want to know him. Yes, he understands that level, but he doesn't want us to stay with him in that level of him as submitting only under fear and the principles of receiving things. And, but he wants us to grow our relationship. The way he talks with us there in that relationship, this relationship, the first one, makes people even lose the kingdom of God. Many people that can be called a servant of God may go in, a, in the kingdom of God and inherit the kingdom of heaven and may lose it. There's a probability of many people in that servanthood of uh, the kingdom to have many going to hell than going where God is because they can jump in and out. But God is busy with them to help them. But he want to secure you. He didn't just come here to make you a servant. He came here to make you a friend. So he moves you with you in the friends. When you move in the friendship with him, John says, there things start happening. In that friendship, he doesn't talk to you as just a, an authority over you, but he talks to you, although he's still an authority because he's a creator and a father, but he talks to you as a friend. He opens up the first thing, he opens up a share. He brings you in, he brings you in. When he brings you in in the business, when he brings you here, he gives you shares of the kingdom. That's where, when he gives you shares of the kingdom inside of you, and the chairs of the king, share of the kingdom. And it gives you the share of the kingdom. Then he starts talking to you ideas and projects of the kingdom. Ah, that's very great. He starts revealing things. These are the servants of God. These are children of God. Once they are friends, once Jesus said, I'm no longer calling you servants, and I'll call you friends. These people, they make impact in the kingdom. They are not there living for the salary. God must do. If he doesn't do, no, no, no. They, are, they, they passed already that level. These people, they are for great things. People can receive the miracles, but these people go for impact. They go for impact of greater things in the kingdom. They see bigger. They have a vision. They go, they impact marks. Things that they do and things they build in the life with the Lord just brings amazement in the world. These people, God talks with them some ideas and projects and they have a so great thing. I've been uh, participating uh, into a, a, a business uh, prayer where uh, um, I coach some people in the prayer for uh, to be blessed in the business. Uh, I, I, I got people calling me and I've got many uh, children uh, of mine in the Lord that are business people. There's uh, a particular businessman that I know in my life. And what I observed from them is that uh, as they work, I've seen them. They're taking people from nowhere. They build their life slowly, slowly. 
and they make them managers. Later on, those same people become managers. When people become managers, I've seen them the way they deal with them. The managers becomes like their friends while the other workers are still just the workers. The way they talk with those workers is different, although it's the same companies, but the way they talk with the, the managers different. And when the relationship grows with those managers, they become great. I see them even giving them a share. They come to me, pastor, we would like to give even 5%, even 10% to this man. He has been working with us like a seven. Now he's a manager and uh, he's a good, they, they even call him, he's a good friend to us. And they give him even a share. Later on, you will see if that man is so good, he ends up by one day, the same company blessing him to have his own business and grow. Friends, they learn a lot from the boss. They become a friend of the boss and the boss gives them the share. There's more life and rules. And as I said, they share not only the things, they share of the kingdom, but yeah, they share the rules. They share the rules. They are not just under the rules, but they share, they manage, they manage the rules. They are managers. They manage rules of the kingdom. They know how to explain the kingdom very well to others. They know how to make it go inside of the heart, in the heart of the people. These people, they don't complain. If things goes well, they know why the things went well. If, goes, if things goes down, they know why it's going down. They are there to work for the kingdom and support it because they know when the kingdom is moving up, they're also moving up. When it's going down, they're moving also down. So they are not concerned of the small salary. They are concerned about the enlargement, the expansion of the kingdom of God. That's all they want. They live for that because they know the more the kingdom is big, the more they become big. This is the type where Jesus stopped one day and said to, the, to Peter and to her, because Peter said, we've left all, the, all these things and we start following you. We left our houses, our business. We left all, we left all and we start following you. What will we receive by following you? Jesus said to them, he says, you know what? The moment I shall be sitting in the kingdom of my father on my throne, you who followed me, first of all, you who were servant, and then you became my friend, you'll be sitting also in the thrones of God in his kingdom. So Peter got the answer. From that moment then, Peter never complains anymore about what shall we eat, what shall we have, what's happening. He was now having, he received a big vision. Things, his day is, he lives for, people can live. Workers and servants, they leave ministries, they leave, uh, they leave uh, their families, they run away. Those are workers, those are servants. They run away. They come one day and another way they run. They do, they work for the Lord today, tomorrow they run. They come, they pray, tomorrow they leave it. Those are workers. We know them in the kingdom of God. There are many workers. There are many workers in the kingdom of God. They come and they do the, but uh, friends stick together. The book of Proverbs said, friends sticks together. Even in the time of trouble, they become brothers. They don't run away. They stick together. And friendship comes by discovery. Friendship comes by discovery. It comes by discovery. You don't just 
make friend, you discover friend. So as they go so long with Jesus, they start discovering that is not just a boss. It's not just a, a creator. This is somebody else. This is more than what we could think. And the more they discover him, they don't run away from him. And as they don't run away from him, let me go back to the Bible where we were reading first. Look at the first condition, verse 14. He says, you are my friend. If you do whatsoever I command you, so how do you jump to that friendship? You start doing whatever I command you. Then from there, you start now getting everything, all things that the father is start training you, giving everything. Now look at that. Verse 16 says, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Wow, look at, I mean, uh, uh, a worker doesn't go to bear fruit. A worker produced the work only. But uh, this one, a friend, is being sent not just to deliver the job, but to bear fruit. The job becomes his nature. You give fruit by nature. You produce work by expertise and qualification. But you don't give birth to anything. But friends don't live by expertise. Friends live by life giving, by bringing forth fruit, coming out of their own nature and their own heart inside of them. When they work for God, they work purely from their own heart. And when they establish things, Jesus said, they go and establish things that remain. They leave legacy in the world. They establish ministries, businesses, things that remain forever. And then it is only in that level of friendship that whatsoever they can ask the Father who give them in the name of Jesus. So many people can pray. Servant can pray. Servant can go to the boss and ask whatever they can. He may listen to them or not. But there's another way of listening. When the friends are asking or whatever they need, the father doesn't have even to think twice before he can answer them. He knows them. He knows these are the people that come there to bring the kingdom, to enlarge the kingdom. They are living there to extend the kingdom. They live for the kingdom. They are there and uh, they lift up the kingdom. They support the kingdom. They move their prayers. They don't just fast for their lives. They fight for the fast for the kingdom. These are people that can pray. They have a fasting prayer just to pray for their pastors. Fasting prayer just to pray for the work of the Lord to advance. Fasting prayer just to pray for the word of God to be heard. They pray. They stand. They, they, they are, they all thing is all about the kingdom to be lifted up. They live to lift up the kingdom and they know they can only be lifted up once the kingdom is lifted up. If the kingdom is not lifted up, they will never go. While the servants, servant, they don't care about lifting up the job. They don't care about lifting. It is the responsibility of God and his servant. It's the responsibility of the pastor. They don't care about how God lives, what's what going on in the mind of God. No, only, the only thing they can come is complain. 
is complaining and asking God to do, asking God to do, asking everything. That's the seven. But they can't really be involved or say, no, no, let's also support the work of God. Let's also live for that. I am calling you in Jesus' name. You'd like to talk to God. You'd like to be someone that can make impact, food that will remain, things that will be happening. You'd, be, you'd like to be somebody that can have, when you ask anything, the Father can give you. I've seen so many people praying, but the prayers are not answered. It's just because they live in the friends, in the, in the servant, and in the servant is God will ask them, what did you do for me so that I can give you? A woman came to Jesus and said, can you heal my daughter? And the disciples were with Jesus. And this woman was begging Jesus. But Jesus looked at the woman and said, the food that I should give to the children, I shouldn't cast it to the little dogs, which means you are just part of the servant. You, you deserve, what can you prove me that you deserve what you're asking? They said to Jesus, but send her away. Then she came, she said, I would like to move quickly in that relationship. I eat even what falls under the ground, which means I can start from there, the dogs, and come to the table. And Jesus looked at her and said, I've never found faith like this in Israel. This woman has a great faith. Go and be healed, which means... This healing you were asking, they are healing for the children. I can't give them just to anybody. So Jesus moved quickly. What was he talking? He was talking about the last relationship that I'm talking. He's talking about children. Give the food to the children. To the children, why? That's why the children is called the brothers and sisters. Well, well, you know, something very important, even Jesus have also some kind of things that the way he can give it to the people. He doesn't just give anyone. There are these things that he calls, they are only being given to children, not to just anybody. Everyone can pray and God can talk to anyone. But when God talks, he talks in the relationship. He talks to other people. He talks to them. I will give that, but move to friendship. You are a servant. And people don't listen to that. He's calling them. You are just a friend, but I want you to move. Let me go to uh, the last verse here, John chapter 20, verse, uh, uh, where, where was I? John chapter 20, verse 17. Let, 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 let's see uh, what we found there. John 20, verse 17. I'll just uh, maximize the Bible. And uh, well, then he says this, that our Lord Jesus, and says this, Jesus said unto her, to Mary, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and your God. Wow. Let me just go to the easy reading uh, English there. And uh, uh, that's verse uh, 17. If you can see here, he says uh, uh, to John and says, uh, Jesus said to her, you don't need to hold unto me. I have not yet gone back up to the Father, but go to my followers and tell them this. I am going back to my Father and your Father. I am going back to my God and your God. I want you to focus more in the word that says, I'm going back to my Father, your Father. And I'm going back to my God, your God. But uh, these people were first the followers. Now they have God, not only an authority that pays them. He is no more just a boss, just pays them. 
He is a father to them. He is not just a father to them. First, the father is the father of our Lord Jesus. He says, my father, your father, my God, your God. That's very important things that we need to notice there. I want to remain with this uh, 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 version here. Look at this version, God's word. That gives you more understanding. Says, Jesus told her, don't hold on to me. I have not yet gone to the Father, but go to my brothers and sisters and tell them, I'm going to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. This is just toward the end of the ministry of Jesus. If you can see how Jesus grows in the relationship with the disciples from the book of John, he starts calling them servants. And later on in the middle of his ministry, he calls them, you are friends because I can share business. And when he resurrected from death and he came back, he met Mary. He doesn't call them anymore servants. He doesn't call them anymore friends, but he's calling them brothers and sisters. Wonderful. He says to Mary, Mary, go and meet them, not my friends. Go and meet them, not my servants. Now that I'm back to life, they followed me, they passed from the relationship of servant. They went now to the relationship of friends, I trusted them, I sent them in the mission. They went, they performed the kingdom. I know these people, they are great. I entrust them with the kingdom. I don't entrust servants, I entrust friends. Now, in this time here, these people are no more friends. I could see them very well. They are my brother, they are my sister. So go to my brother. That's why when Jesus was risen, the world is still looking the proof to know if Jesus really resurrection was true. The world cannot bring the proof of that because the proof of the resurrection of Jesus could only be revealed to his brothers and sisters. So, don't marry, go to my brothers and my sisters and tell them. And he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters. Book of Acts says he appeared to them, to more than that. They saw him, they were with him, they enjoyed him. He never appeared to Herod, he never appeared to Pilate, he never appeared to the Roman Empire, he never appeared to the people in the streets. He wasn't a ghost going and appearing to anybody to prove that he's resurrected. He appeared, his resurrection was a fact among his brother and sisters. You will never know the suffering of Jesus. You will never know the power of the cross. You will never know the power of the resurrection of Jesus. You will never know the power that makes things to happen the way they happen if you're not becoming brother and a sister of Jesus. Paul said, my aim, my goal is to know him and to know his suffering, to know his uh, crucifixion. That was his aim. What was he pursuing in that aim? He was looking to be called, to be reaching that level of brother of Jesus. Why? Because, uh, well, friend can share in the kingdom, can have a share, friend can have ideas, but they are just a friend, they are partners of the business, but they are not uh, 
in uh, the inheritance. Heritance. They cannot inherit the kingdom of the father. It's very difficult. People that inherit the kingdom, they are just uh, the children in the kingdom. When you are born in the kingdom, you are entitled to a, not a share, but to inheritance. And that's where you can, you don't manage the rules and the principle in life. Children, their own rules, their own rules, their own principles, everything they, their own principles, their own life, their own kingdom. They own everything. And anything before it can go to the friends, it's being shared in the children. And children, they don't live by salary, they live by life of the kingdom. And these are they share and they own the power that is within there. They cannot wake up one day and they do not see the father. They live with him, they see him face to face. They don't have appointment with the father. Friend can have appointment. Servant can have appointment, not brothers and sisters. I talk to God second by second. I see him second by second. David reached that level and he says, I could see. And he says, for a sea, which me constantly seeing God in front of me, it was at my right hand so that I should not be broken. Children, they don't go fluctuating in a relationship. They don't buy relationship. They don't talk again in the matter of relationship. They are born. It is their nature. It is the way they are. It is the way they move. It is the way they live. Children, they don't, as I said, an appointment with the father. Children, they don't just receive salaries, but children are enjoying the whole benefit of the kingdom. They work as workers, yes, as a friend, yes, again, as owners. As you can see, children can have all these relationships, servanthood, friendship, but in the different level as a children. They can work with their fathers. They can be friends with their fathers. But again, they are the only one that can come to, the, to that man, the, the owner, and call him dad. They are the only one that can call him dad. And they are the only one that can be sensitive in the heart of the father. Those are the people like the book in the Bible that says, these, these my people, they are the apple of my eyes. They are the apple of my eyes. They are the people that owns the love of God. God is more sensitive to them. He can even destroy nation just because of his children. He can, he, he, he can't just leave them, anybody to touch them. He can't just, they can't just be all alone left. He, he may even destroy the whole earth just because of them. You come to your house. 
he will march quickly and he will do all that he can just to protect you while if you have to choose between servant and friend and brothers and uh, uh, children i think you will choose more children he can die for them that's why jesus came to die he came to die for children of god he came to die for those one who grow up to become his brothers and sisters therefore as i finish the book of john chapter 12 i mean uh, uh, chapter 3 if we go back uh, to, to the Bible, you, you, you know that this verse nicely, John uh, chapter 3 and verse 16. As you know it very well, it says, God loves the world this way. He gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not die, but will have eternal, eternal life. Wow. So uh, if I, I click this, then let me go to King James for you to see. And he says, for God so loved the world, and he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So notice the word here, he gave his only begotten son. I want you to do the, the homework at your Bible. You found in the Bible, later on in the following scriptures of the Bible of the apostles, they never called Jesus again the begotten, the only begotten son. The word only begotten was removed. Why? Not by people, but by the work Jesus came to do. They call him the firstborn among his brethren. The firstborn among the, go and find it out in the Bible, it's the homework, the firstborn. Why calling him now the firstborn? Because Jesus became the firstborn after that, through him, Many were born again to become not friends, not servants, but to become a children of God. I am challenging you today in the house. God is in the house. As I said, the Lord is in the house and he's talking. How does he talk to you? Do you find yourself as a servant, as a friend only, or as a, a brother and a sister, a child, a son, a daughter of God? I would like you to move quickly to from the servant to friends and move from friends to brothers. Be born, be inside, see the kingdom, fight for the kingdom, live for the kingdom, grow the kingdom, and God will appear to you in a such a way that you will never really understand. He will reveal the mysteries of the kingdom. He will share with you things. He will only appear mostly and powerfully in a great way to his brothers and sisters, not to friends and servants, but to brothers and sisters. He would like to talk to you in the level of a brother and a sister. He's in the house. He wants to talk to you. But he's in the house with the, not just with friends. He's in the house with uh, children. He wants to share the bread. He wants to be with you. Our time is running. I, will, I, I would like to talk more and dig deeply, but as we promised one hour with the Lord, today I took all the hour just to explain to you this, but I hear the Holy Spirit, we should go more and dig deeply in these things so that you can reach the level where when you pray, the heaven shakes. When you pray, the earth change. When you pray, you become like the disciples, they were children, when they prayed, there was an earthquake. When they were, they were worshiping God, there were things turning. 
and that we can only reach that when we reach the level of uh, let me know i am a brother now maybe there's a question you said how will i know that i am a child of god the bible says that the spirit tells our spirit our heart that you are children of god and you will know how jesus appeared to you you know how you live your own the rules you don't complain about how you should please god you don't complain how you should stand and just work and just no this is you god and you you are one this is you you can't separate you with god everything of you is for god you don't you don't think twice three times for you if god speaks something you should do it or not you don't go all around friend can go around friend can neglect seven can run away but a, a, a child no he defends his father and the father defends him he loves the father the father he gives all to the father and the father gives all look at what we read john 16 john 3 16 he gave in that he gave his only son love comes with giving there's no love without giving you love you give if you don't give you don't love so he loves he gave when children loves the father they give all when the father loves the the children he gives all that's all there's no question there's no thinking there's no looking around this is who you are this is your father this is the all of you this is all that you can have is only him just to move in that way god will come to you i can tell you he will lift you up he will break enemies he will break battles and i am praying right now in the name of jesus i am praying that you shall stand and become a children of god there's sometimes when I call people, I struggle. Yeah, I will call the people and say, servant of God. When I call someone and say, servant of God, I, I've, got, I've got a way to understand this man is servant. Sometimes it's called a friend of God. And there's a time that when I call someone, child of God, son of God, you're a daughter of God. If you hear me calling you that, it means that I know you in that relationship. You are in the third level of relationship. So move from the level one to the level two and aim yourself to be in the level three father I pray in the name of jesus that the business of the kingdom knowing you is to be born from you knowing you is to become your son and your daughter and being with you i am praying that my brothers and my sisters that jesus said i go to my father your father to my God, your God, and say, go and talk to my brethren. I want you to send not Mary today, but to send the Holy Spirit, to send the angels, to tell my brothers and my sister in their heart and in their home that there are no more servants, that they've passed the level of being friends. They are the brothers and the sisters of Jesus. Let now the mysteries of the kingdom be revealed to them. Let them live for you as you also live for them. Let them inherit the mysteries and the greatness and the joy that only are reserved for the children of God. The peace and the life that are only for children of God. I thank you for what you'll be doing with them because they shall not be just an impact but these people shall rule the world with you. And everywhere they go, things will change. You'll be blessed, brother. You'll be blessed, sister, where you are for this service of today. And may the Holy Spirit 
himself who spoke to me, God's also speaking to you and let him speak abundantly in your heart in the name of Jesus. Maybe in this message, there were things that were hard or because of time, I couldn't explain all. But I ask the Holy Spirit who inspired me to speak to you in this way. He knows why. Let him go and speak to you more than what you heard me speaking. And let him break things very well and capture your mind for the whole week to be a brother and a sister and to talk in the house with him. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I think you'll be always blessed to join us again next Sunday. And uh, may the Lord bless your week. And may the Holy Spirit speak to your week and let you move in that relationship of seeing him as uh, you're not just as be the father. Uh, he's the father and you are the son and you are the daughter. Thank you for listening and thank you for enjoying the presence of the Lord and your father. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for Thank you, Pastor Paul. Thank you, Pastor Paul.